Hey everyone, welcome to the Boss Life Balance Podcast. Bringing health to your hustle. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. We know you've got a million things on your to-do list today. So let's dive right in. So I just started. You just started us. <laughs> I was going to tell you, not that anyone can see me, I've decided this is my podcast outfit. I love it. It's like yoga pants, but they're actually sweatpants. They just kind of look like yoga pants. Yeah. But they're super fluffy and soft. And then just, you know, gray. Just like a gray sweatsuit. That's it. For a gray day. For a gray no, day. Just kidding. A great day. Great. A gray sweatsuit for a great day. I like it. <laughs> um, and just for everybody listening, I want you to know that uh, Sarah has these awesome tank tops and t-shirts that have her um, tagline on it for Muscles and Moxie, which is keeping the fuck this out of fitness. Right. We were just talking about how this podcast is explicit. <laughs> like I was just telling Kelsey, we listened to our episode one. And I'm like, I did an okay job of not saying fuck, <laughs> but not, I, I just can't not. Otherwise, it's just it's not who we me. are. It's just, it's just who I am. It's who you are. And I appreciate you for who you are. Good. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate all my fucks. <laughs> the ones given and, and the, the ones, ones not, not given. given. <laughs> talking about speaking of okay so fucks <laughs> okay so when you pitched this idea to me and told me like what inspired it i fell in love with you even more mm-hmm. so hustle mania hustle mania comes from your obsession with wrestling when i was a kid i went and saw during the Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior days, Andre the Giant, you know, he was in Princess Bride. I think now he, he's, he's dead. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He, um, but I went to go see him live at the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> I went through an intense wrestling phase, and I will still secretly watch it sometimes. <laughs> it's on. Like, I'll casually end up on, I think it's called Total Divas, the women wrestling. Have you ever seen that? No. It's like now the W. I think... I don't know if they're called WWF anymore. I think it's all WWE. I don't know. But whatever. World wrestling something. And so they're, they've really gotten into like women wrestlers now. And I think it's Total Divas. And John Cena, I want to say, is on there because he's married to one of them. He's like married oh, wow. to a wrestler. But yes, <laughs> I used to have the little buddy that I think they're called wrestling buddies, where it's like a stuffed doll basically <laughs> i had the ultimate warrior one so yes. that is that is the story of how i came up with hustle mania <laughs> because going to wrestlemania was one of my biggest dreams when i was a child and you realized it you went oh <laughs> yes. i don't know if i went to wrestlemania I could, you did, that like, might have been a little too expensive oh, but yeah, i went okay. to the you know just normal wrestling matches that's amazing yeah up by your hair it was a big deal it was an excursion <laughs> Okay, the closest I've gotten to wrestling is number one, I watched like the documentary on like all the health stuff and how the one guy who's running it like wasn't taking care of people and they were dying really early. Don't remember the name of it, but I I, I went through a documentary phase recently and I watched that. Sure. Or maybe it was a podcast. Okay. I don't know. I think it was a documentary. And then when I was in I think college. A boyfriend of mine had a friend who did amateur wrestling announcing. So I went to an amateur wrestling match in 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 a middle school, like after hours, and people were like it drinking. It was like a fight club. <laughs> like they had homemade costumes on. It was oh it was God. like 
I didn't understand it, <laughs> but I respect it. I would have been so excited. I've never been to an underground wrestling club. It was it was one of the more bizarre dates I've been on. That's an interesting date. That's way better than like going to dinner. It's like you're drinking a six pack. Like in a, in a, oh, I'm sure it was like <laughs> Buffalo in college, I think, and um, maybe Bush. <laughs> no, it's probably uh, Jenny Cremail, actually. <laughs> Never heard of that. It's a Rochester beer oh. from my hometown. All right. So, yeah, that's 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 my my wrestling, but but hustle mania ing. Mm-hmm. Hustle mania. We were talking about this a bit last week, and just this continuation on the theme of what is hustling what is a happier healthier hustle and and you brought up this idea of like that corporate mindset and how you you know navigate that once you're in the world um yeah I think it's hard to break that to break off from that corporate mindset because when you're in a corporate setting it's pretty much a one-track mind you have blinders on and you're all about or what's expected of you I should say whether you want it or not, is to kind of climb that corporate ladder, like get the raise, get the, you know, title change because get a fancier title with senior manager in it, you know, and just keep on climbing. And I feel like at some point too, and I think this is where a lot of people will then break off and start their own businesses is you're just like, fuck this. Like, I don't want this. Like, I don't want what that person has. And I think it's one thing when you realize it in that moment, and that might be the impetus for you leaving and starting your business, but then you still have it in the back of your mind, especially if you've worked in corporate, like I worked in a law firm for over a decade and it's like so ingrained in you of um, just wanting what this per- the person above you, like your manager has and like yeah. working your way up. And I think the biggest obstacle in business is, it just causes so much stress and it causes the hustling and it causes you to do unnecessary shit is when you're um, listening to the opinions of and mimicking the behavior of people whose lives and businesses that you don't even want. Like, so you're like, Oh, well I should do this because this person's doing that. But you're like, wait, but I don't want like a brick and mortar business. I want an online business. So maybe like it makes sense for her to go out and like go from networking event to networking event to networking event and like build a relationship within the community. And like, maybe it's not that I shouldn't do that, but I shouldn't be spending all my time doing that. I should learn how to do online marketing. And so it's kind of dropping away, getting away from those shoulds and just, um, you know, tuning out criticism from both other business owners that don't have the type of business that you want or just plain ones that you don't like. Don't listen to them. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, I think the harder one is family, like family, like who, especially my parents' generation, it's kind of like, you have a job. You should be thankful for this job. You should be very professional and you should not say the word fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, mom, I made t-shirts with the word fuck on them. What do you think of that? But I think that that is, it, you know, really what it comes down to is you will just get rid of so much stress and so much hustling. If you really stop like, giving a fuck about what other people think yes, about you. <laughs> yes, especially the ones who have lives and businesses that you do not want. So it yeah. all goes back to like our original episode of self-awareness. You really have to get very clear in like why you're doing what you're doing and what you want out of your business, or at least have like kind of an idea. At least have an idea of what you do not want. And don't listen to those people who have what you do not want. Right. And don't even listen to like I would say I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. And he was saying that you can't in an episode way back of his where you have to ignore their criticism, but 
for those people that don't have the business in life you want or you don't aspire to, you also have to kind of tune out their praise because then you kind of then get addicted to that. You can't put stock in it. You right. can't put stock in it. Well, I think it's interesting you brought up the idea of family and and that I think is even harder to tune out. Like I work with a lot of my clients who are starting these alternative business lifestyles and it's like, you know, one of my coaches who's making six, seven figures and has been for a decade, her mom keeps going to her like, well, there's always waitressing, you know, <laughs> there's always, it's like, there's always money in the banana stand, you know, like, like we all, we all have parents who, at least in our generation, the banana stand. Okay. <laughs> I love that show so much. I know me too. Um, you know, of that generation who are used to this, like you get one job, it's the mad men life. Like you get the one job and you kind of stick with the job. And then eventually you get paid out for working for that job forever in your retirement. And that's not where we are. And that's not what, if you're branching out and starting your own business, that's not a lifestyle that you are willing to subscribe to. Maybe it will build into that in a couple of years in the sense that you're the head honcho. Um, but the majority of us who are branching out in this movement over the last, like since the internet's explosion, even mm -hmm. to moving into online businesses, moving into entrepreneurship and solopreneurship and that becoming easier to do because let's face it, paying for a website is a lot less money than putting a year's rent down in a commercial space. Yes. Um, you know, that can be scary for our families. They just want to make sure that we're taken care of. They want to make sure that we're making smart decisions in our lives. But that criticism can be really hard to tune out. I remember when I was an actor, oh my God, I'd go home to family parties. I just stopped going to family parties and be like, so when are you going to be on Broadway? When are you going to be on Broadway? And I'm like, I don't want to be on Broadway. I want to be on TV. They assume. The families assume. I mean, yeah. I think First off, I get just with being a personal trainer, like I'm going to quote unquote age out of it. Number one. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not just going to stop working out myself and like maybe I'll just start working with an older clientele to be like, you can still be active, believe it or not, like once you're a senior citizen. Like, I don't, but I mean, I get that. And then also, I think people just assume, uh, like, of that generation of, well, when are you going to open a gym? I'm like, I have no, like, I won't even commit to buying myself a condo. Like that seems way too stressful. Like actually buying like, or owning a gym and like having to take care of all the equipment and having to do that. Like, no. And I may change my mind at some point, but like, absolutely not. And so like people like for right now and people just assume it's just this whole assumption thing. Mm -hmm. And you can either put the energy into like setting them straight or you could just let it roll off. Yeah. And so, and I think it's, I don't know. I mean. One of the things that I teach my clients and that I do is when I'm getting like all of those uncomfortable questions, mm -hmm. um, is I focus on something else or they're, or somebody's having a conversation with me where they're very kindly trying to see like, well, don't you think it would be smarter if you did this, <laughs> you know, is find something physical on them that looks mm -hmm. like your hair, like their hair looks really nice mm -hmm. today. And you just, in your mind, you're going you're thinking thoughts like, man, your hair looks really awesome. I love your hair. I wish my hair could be curly and like bouncy <laughs> like that. And, and so this Are you is talking about me. I know. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you're, you're focusing on something that you still love and like about them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's somebody you don't like, you can find like a pin or a shirt or you can find something to key into. And when you're changing like your mental 
state because you're focusing on love and connection, like they're kind of going to just fade away and you're not going to be paying as much attention to the details of what they're saying and taking it personally. Because when we start to take it personally is when we start to get in our own way about it. Oh. And we take it home and we're like, am I doing the wrong thing? Yes, we're all going to have doubts about that. Mm -hmm. But when we get down to the nitty gritty of like, in my core, did I, did I make the right choice that I made? Well, I don't know until I try it. Yeah. You know, you can set the plan of action. You start to try it. You change course along the way. Like you and I have both kind of experienced several different chapters mm -hmm. in entrepreneur life. Um, but none of it would happen if, if we listen to the haters. I think the only person you have to please is yourself. I think yeah. that's the moral of the story. Like you just, you have to please yourself. Like what's going to, are you going to look back on yourself and be like disappointed that you like listen to someone and you're like, I just wasted all this energy into doing this thing that I didn't even want to do. It doesn't align with my values. It doesn't align. It aligned with that other person's values. I think yeah. it's really hard. Like you said, with family and parents and your way of dealing with it with other people is a lot more mature than mine. Probably <laughs> so, you know, it sounds very positive. Whereas in my mind, I'm just like, I want to exit this conversation. And I just, just get I, me out of here. What I might end up doing. And I like, I need to analyze what I do in these situations. Cause I just, I, I can't even think of it right now, but, um, I think what I've done in the past is I end up turning it around and asking them questions about themselves just mm -hmm. because, and even if I don't care about the answer, I'm like, let me, everyone loves talking about themselves. So even if you yeah. don't think you do or not. And so you just turn it around really quickly and then you get out of the situation at least of them like judging you out loud, even though it's like veiled in this, I just want what's best for you. And it's like, especially sometimes with parents, it's, and I haven't really experienced this with mine where it's like they want what's best for them to be able to talk about to their friends that you are uh -huh. doing. They want what's best for them and their image. And so luckily, like, I don't have to deal with that with mine, but I know a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my, one of my clients works with actors and that's a lot of what he talks about and we'll have him on the podcast at some point, but just this, this kind of verbal wrestling that you can choose to engage in. I brought the wrestling back. Did you notice that? It's verbal <laughs> no, wrestling that you can choose to engage in or you can choose not to step into the ring. And like, or you can body slam them <laughs> and put them in a full Nelson. Are those wrestling terms? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like you can choose how you want to engage in that and if, you, if it's even worth your time. Yeah. Because the hustle is real. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you're just. Hi, Luna. Yeah. <laughs> My other thought is that unlike corporate, like now you can, you don't have to always try to be perfect. And I think a lot of people like end up hustling and wasting time. Just Luna's trying to be perfect. <laughs> Luna's, Luna's trying to show our point. Oh, by commenting while you're speaking. <laughs> Things can be good enough. need to be perfect. <laughs> it can be good enough. It can be good enough. Yes. Get it going. Don't get it perfect. And mm -hmm. perfectionism is a form of resistance, mm -hmm. right? Like if, if you get so stalled because you're trying to change one sentence in a paragraph that probably five people are going to read on your website, mm -hmm. like you're just causing yourself to stay in a static place in your business and in a static place in your, um, in your life, honestly. Mm -hmm. because if we're it's just a way that we just get in our own way 
I struggle with it. I definitely struggle with the details and I'll like get in my head and I go down that rabbit hole and I will like analyze that one sentence on my website that nobody's even finding. <laughs> and so it's, it's hard for me. And I don't know if it's, I, I think it's a product of the environment I used to work in. And then also just growing up with someone who was a perfectionist like that and like insecure and, you know, needed to, you know, overanalyze any, everything. But I think what to know as when you're your own business owner is, Nobody's there to yell at you if something's wrong. No one's there to chastise you. And when I was working in the legal field, like on a legal document, like you had to prove that shit like a bunch of times. Someone was there to yell at you if it was wrong. And it's like, you can make a quote unquote mistake. It doesn't have to be perfect. No one's there to yell at you. Yeah. Don't yell at yourself. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that sense of like humanism that comes with, with allowing things to be good enough or whatever is what connects you with your audience. It connects you with your tribe. It just makes you human. It's not like, you know, you're up on this pedestal and I see some people that I really do respect who are big meditation teachers and they have this beautifully polished image. There is so much gorgeous like imagery and marketing and, and positioning that they've done. And I struggle with that with myself because that's just not who I am. Like Mm -hmm. I sing in a nineties rock band, (laughs) you know, like a picture, a picture of me like meditating, floating on top of a lake, like with, (laughs) with mudras, like fun hand movements, like smiling, you know, with my eyes closed just isn't congruent with what I do and how I present the information that I present to my clients. And this podcast, like those meditation teachers aren't walking around doing podcasts with the explicit (laughs) language that we use. I was trying to say that without saying fuck, but. (laughs) With the F-bombs. With the F-bombs. F-word. Yeah. The budges. I think, well, I come across that a lot just in the fitness business too, obviously, where, I mean, just the perfect faces of makeup. And I'm like, you're doing this workout, but are you sweating? Like, or did you just do your face just to film this and you're making it look like it's just an everyday thing. You're at the gym, like with this full face of makeup. And it's like, that is not, (laughs) that is not how I operate. I don't think, I think it's kind of harmful at times. Like you do you, if that is you and you go to the gym and you don't leave the house without a full face of makeup, you do you. That's great. But I think it's, just maybe not true. I think maybe it kind of makes people feel bad about themselves or they see this fitness person and then they think they're holier than thou, kind of probably like meditation teachers as well. They're like, I just want to be Zen all the time. Like right. I want to be Zen, like so-and-so and saying like, I want to, you know, look perfect when I sweat and work out and look gorgeous, like, like whoever. And it's just not realistic. Right. And it's, it's that kind of mask mm-hmm. that, you kind of have to wear in certain instances or not mask, but, but and highlighting a certain aspect of your personality. But I think there's a balance between that and, and messaging, um, which is probably a completely different <laughs> podcast topic for us. Um, but I, I think down. what we've learned yeah, <laughs> about this hustle mania is there's that external, um, hustle mania that you do in conversation with other people that come from that corporate world who are basically putting 
what we hope is caring judgment on your choices to step out of the norm and into doing your own thing. Then there's also that internal dialogue of the, the, the perfectionist that can be the, the wrestling that we do with ourselves as we grow our business and as we have to learn new skills and do things. It's like, well, if I can't mm-hmm. do it perfectly, I'm just not going to do it at all. Oh, yeah. And that will stop you before you even get started. Yeah. And, and that is how wrestling <laughs> relates <laughs> to solo and entrepreneurship. Enter the ring. Don't worry about getting Boom. body slammed. <laughs> don't tap out ever. <laughs> I still don't know what these things are. It all, I trust it's all you. relevant. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for being with us and spending your your 30 minutes today. We need to get better at these wrap-ups. Like, what the hell? Go watch Total Divas, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Go watch <laughs> Shout John out to Cena. Total Divas. We'll I think that's the name. Watch, I hope that's not like some porn name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, it's an actual show. Okay, we'll find a link and we'll put it in the show notes. Thanks in advance, Netflix. We appreciate you. And on that note, bye. This podcast is produced by Sarah Laspis of Muscles and Moxie and Kelsey Mathis of Chem Meditation and Be Done Social. Music by Justin Radke of Justin Radke Music. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Oh, and hit us up on the Insta at The Boss Life Balance. Thanks, and we'll catch you soon.